0: All right, hi everybody. I hope you can hear me. Welcome to episode number two of "Horse of a Different Color." I am your host, Sarah Iani, and thank you for joining us. So, on this podcast, I am driving home, so you guys get to drive home with me. Isn't that going to be fun? Anyways, so that's why if you hear like a little blinker noise or somebody honking um I'm on the road and I live in Southern California so I there might be some traffic in horns and whatnot anyways for today's podcast I wanted to just kind of introduce myself a little bit more last podcast I interviewed my youngest daughter who spoke on her little experience with the whole uh, social distance learning and just what happened there. So I think we're going to go ahead and just introduce myself. I'm Sarah Iani. I am 38 years old. I have three kids, which I think it's funny to call them kids because they are teenagers. One of them is officially an adult. My oldest son, Joseph, is 18 my middle daughter is 16, and my youngest is 13. So I am having fun with some teenagers. Uh, my son Joseph was labeled with special needs, so he's my only son, and that has that was um, kind of a little bit different, right? Having your first kid, I was 20 when I had him, 19 when I got pregnant, um, and. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a trip having to deal with that because my first kid you expect you know he's gonna go he's gonna play t ball and he's gonna you know have fun with his friends and whatever you think that your kid's gonna be I don't know what I was thinking when I was twenty actually but I saw uh, other kids so I just figured that's what's gonna be like so I got a pretty. Uh, big awakening at that time that life is not going to be what you expect it to be um i was 21 20, 20 21 i would say when we pretty much found out that he was um, not developing at the time limits or whatever being delayed uh, according to the mainstream kids and whatnot um my son took forever <laughs> to crawl poor baby he didn't really talk I feel like he babbled a lot and stuff when he was a baby I'm not gonna lie I blame the vaccinations I think that I don't know I don't know but I really don't think that I don't know I could be totally wrong but I think that it was the vaccinations I think it was and you know what I'm not gonna lie it was everything it just all the pieces put together um I think his little brain just kind of went on overload because I was not in the most stable situation when I had him. His dad is a whole nother story that I'll talk about later. Um, And it just wasn't, it wasn't the best environment for a little baby boy to grow up in. So I think sometimes the brain transforms in in ways to cope with stuff, you know, um, environment and what is it like environment and biology, or I know there's different terms and I'm not saying I'm right, but I think it's both of them. They both take a toll on on kids with special needs. So I was dealing with, you know, um, speech therapists coming to the house and what is it like occupational therapists coming to the house. And I was taking him to, we got early intervention, which was super good. And when I say we, I really mean me and my son because his dad did not do anything. I'm just going to sorry to say that. Um, so I don't want y'all to get it twisted that, you know, I was over there having help. I literally remember doing all this on my own. I had to take him to the regional center and find out all these diagnoses and everything. And I was basically on my own, like, <sighs> sorry, but their dad was involved with drugs, alcohol gang-banging cheating like all any bad thing just check it off and he was involved with it and there I was trying to raise my little baby boy and by this time my daughter and him are only two years apart so I was 22 when I had my middle daughter so I was now that I think of those ages and I like see other 22 year olds I'm like wow I was pretty young like pretty much raising a family um So then I'm going to say, honestly, like my daughter, when she was born, she was so advanced. Like that little girl would walk at nine months old. She talked sooner, you know, at the 12 months, like how they say that they're supposed to start saying their words. Um, And my son took, I think he was like, oh my gosh, like nine months when he was sitting up. I think he was 12 months when he started crawling backwards. I think he was 18 months when he started walking, poor guy, and just two years old when he started talking. So he was super delayed. And then when my daughter was born, she was super um, advanced, I think. And she, I really think that she helped him, you know, be a kid. She was there to play with him and she would run around him and he had to like catch up with her and all, all that stuff and meanwhile I was 22 you guys and I am nowhere I was nowhere near like my thinking that I am now I have a whole nother upbringing that I went through um, that basically explains why I did not I was not I want to say I wasn't a good mom because I was doing the best that I w- could do with what knowledge and information I was given but um, I did not live with my mom. I lived with my husband at the time. We lived, we had our own place always. So it was like, I was the mom of the house. I didn't have uh, anybody cooking for us. I didn't have anybody cleaning for us. I didn't have anybody to talk to. I was all me. Like I was the mom and I'm nobody. I was not anywhere equipped to be a mom of the house. So saying that to say, I tried my best. So then I had my daughter when I was 22 and she was so cute and now she's 16. Okay. And then I know you guys are probably thinking, why didn't you keep having babies with somebody who was so horrible? You know, when you're just in these horrible, abusive relationships, you can't explain why you're doing what you're doing. You are literally just living day to day make sure that there's no big fights to make sure that there's no, you know, he's not going to take off with the money. Cause I wasn't really working. I was trying to go to school. I always wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be on my kids schedules. I always, honestly, I always wanted to be home with my kids. I just wanted to be home. My mom worked my whole life. And I remember like being sad and being like, I wish I could just like, I would see other my friends and like their moms would pick them up and I'd be like, oh, they get to see their mom in the middle of the day. Like, how cool. That's all I wanted for my kids. I wanted to be the ones raising them. Uh, So I, you know, I needed him. I needed his money. I needed his, just his support even. And then when you're young and you're dumb, like you can have like one or two good days and that's literally all you need to survive and be like, okay, we're going to be a family. I know it's, it'll be fine. Like we'll get over it, but yeah, no, it's, it's a whole thing. And if you've been through it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't been through it, good for you. You have no idea what I'm talking about. So don't even try to understand why people get pregnant over and over again and when they're in abusive relationships oh why weren't you on birth control because dude when you're in a horrible relationship any little thing is bad going getting a doctor's appointment everything is overwhelming like literally everything plus having two babies plus that's a whole other story too anyways so then I had my third child I got pregnant when I was 25 and poor thing I cried when I found out because I was like no I do not want any more like is a lot. I was 25. Nothing was changing. Like, I just... Horrible. I did not want that. Um, if she hears that, she would be, like... Have something to say for sure. Because she definitely is the life of the party. She definitely is... She was just made to be, right? Like, people come into this world for a reason. So... Then I had my third child when I was 25. I think I got pregnant when I was 24. Had her when I was 25. Three kids. And then I realized, you know what? Nothing's going to change. This guy is not changing. Life is not getting any better. Um, I have to to make a move. I have to make a decision because my son is either going to grow up to be just like him, number one. And number two, my daughters are going to grow up to be with someone just like him. And number three, he was like, it was, he wasn't even being good to anybody. He wasn't being good to me. He wasn't being good to the kids. He was just, we had to get away from him. He was spiraling down fast. So at the age of 26, I moved out. Uh, my son was five, my daughter was four and my little one was seven months old and I was 26 years old and I moved out. I rented a house. I got a roommate to make sure that uh, number one, I could cover the rent and number two, to make sure that like, he wouldn't be able to move back in because that would be, you know, my, my excuse or, or whatnot. I have a roommate, sorry, there's no extra room. Number one and number two, like, dude, I'm moving out. (laughs) Like it's done. So then I moved out and I'm going to say, this is in 2008 in September of 2008, I moved out on my own. And three months later in December, he got arrested and sentenced to 13 years. So basically overnight, I went from not overnight. I'm going to say like within the 12 months, right. I went from having two kids, two incomes. Cause at that time I did work. I gave up on my whole school dream because I needed money. And it was just the school wasn't working because when you're also married to somebody who doesn't understand that, like you just have to work. Right. So whatever you do, whatever you got to do to keep the peace is what I did. So I went from two kids, two incomes, to three kids, one income. Talk about a culture shock. Like, that shit was hard. It was so hard. I had to cover rent. I had to cover groceries. I had to cover clothes. I had to just, and I was young, mind you guys. Like I did not know what the heck I was doing. I'm 26 years old and sorry, mom, I love you, but I was not shown the best life. And I didn't have my mom or anybody for that matter, guiding me and telling me okay sir, this is what you need to do this is what you need to do I was on my own I was literally just figuring things out and if you guys knew me back then like I was not the smartest person in the world so <sighs> I say that to say I did make a lot of mistakes that I really really regret I did not focus on my kids I kind of got selfish and as soon as he, not as soon as he got arrested but like six months after he got arrested I started drinking I would party with my old friends from like high school because I'm only like 26 years old right so I still have my friends from high school plus I still like live in the where I live I didn't go to college or move or anything so I started doing that which was a horrible decision so I'm gonna say now around 2010ish, 2010, 11, 12, just, you know, working because I still live by myself by this time. I don't have a roommate. I live by myself. So I pay the whole rent by myself. All the groceries didn't get any help from him or his family. He's still incarcerated. His family basically is nowhere to be found. It's all on me, right? Nobody's family is basically to be found because when you're in that situation, nobody helps you like you are on your own it's up to you to pay the bills it's up to you to get the groceries it's up to you to make sure that the holidays are fun it's up to you to make sure that all the you know shit in the house works it's up to you but When when i say you i mean me like it was up to me i didn't have anybody helping me. if somebody helped me like one or two times okay, that's great. Thank you. You bought me groceries one time. Okay. What about the other 364 days out of the year? Like, yes, I appreciate it very much, but like that was just, it was help and I appreciated it, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a game changer. It wasn't a life changer. It was just like, oh shit, I got blessed right now. Thank you. But you know, in two weeks when all the groceries are gone or one week or whatever they bought, and it didn't happen all the time. And it was just, yeah. So I appreciate the help that I did get here and there, but it was not anything near what I needed. So I was basically on my own, which just sucks. And I think I got a little bit better from that. So 2013, 2014, 2013, I started um, really doing some self inventory of my life. I met my friend, Darlene well, I met her before, but I started getting close to Darlene. Actually, I'm going to backtrack. In 2010, I got hired at Apartment Owners Association and our boss made us read a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And that was a self-help book. And I loved that book. I was like, oh my gosh, this book is like, gold like this is a life book everything about that book just spoke to me and then in that book after reading the book in our job we got like a little hundred dollar bonus and we had to write a paper on it I wrote a paper on it tell me why he like distributed it to the whole company because he was like oh this I, I felt that book and I know that he can feel that I felt it so shout out to Dan Fowler for introducing me to that book so after that was 2010 and then 2011 I'm gonna say um Then I started hanging out with Darlene and then she introduced me to the secret, which basically just explains the law of attraction and how thoughts become things. And then I started realizing like, wow, I basically thought my whole life into existence. Like, if you know about the law of attraction, what you think about, you become about. So like a quick example, I always thought about like, I do not want to be a single mom. I do not want to be a single mom. And then because the law of attraction doesn't understand like not or do or don't, it only understands the thought. So it was like basically I I guess like I manifested being a single mom. I didn't have any goals, like I didn't have any self-esteem. I didn't have any like criteria for my life. I was just like, okay, um what well, this is what before like when I got pregnant, right? I was 19. Hello. Oh, I was so Crazy. 1819, I was just like, I'm gonna party, I'm gonna this, I'm gonna that. I had no goals, I had no standards. And then I thought because I wanted to be a mom and I wanted a family, like, well, isn't that just what people think when they have kids? Hell no, it's not what they think. And guess what? It's not what my kid's dad thought. He did not want that. He wanted to, you know, he was 26, I think, when we met. So in guy years i'm sorry but that's still super young which we were just young um i had no business no business at all being with any in any situation that i was in that created my life and yet there i was willing and able just creating my life the disaster that it is which like i say goes back all the way like I could just trace it all the way to my childhood, how like I'm just poster child of that life that I created until I read that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I read The Secret. And then and I've always been into church. Don't get me wrong. Like I love God. I understand that that is um my source and that is my rock and my foundation. So when I talk about the law of this and the law of that, like I'm not trying to I'm not, like, 100% anti-God in this and that, but there's laws of the universe, and these things just are what they are, and I think that it's important for us to know everything because then we get better, and then we could just apply it all, right? Right. Okay, thank you. So then I started reading The Secret, and then I started deciding, like, hey, I could change my life. Like, I could fix it. So then, little by little, I started being, like, just kind of walking different and acting different and dropping relationships that no longer served me, and I still wasn't, like, I'm still not, like, really all there. I'm nowhere where I used to be, but I'm still, like, have a lot of issues, um, and, but, and but then I was still, you know, going out, and I was still drink and party which i think that i was a big mistake and i never should have done that like i have kids why am i not just 100 percent focused on them that's all i wanted to do was be a mom a stay-at-home mom but then i think that when my whole relationship got um you know messed up i think that i was like oh my gosh it's impossible because like my family broke like i have no family now which now looking back is so stupid like the mom is the family. The mom is the heart of the family. So why wasn't I like, I don't know. I didn't have the self-confidence and I did not have anybody guiding me, which, you know, shame on me. I should have just been myself. But with all these pieces of knowledges that I was getting little by little, I was starting to see a change. And then 2013 comes around and I meet my husband. And he loved me in a way that I never was loved before. He would, like, I'm gonna cry. He would just, like, give me so much attention and he made me feel so, like, important and, like, he made me feel like high school again. Like, oh my gosh, like, before all of life crap happened, like, he gave me that feeling again. And then we, were, we dated in 2013 for a couple months and I broke up with him, of course, because I don't know how to handle good thing right i don't even know how to handle chaos that was the old sarah the new sarah's different so then we broke up and then i contacted him again like at the end of 2014 i love how i'm giving you guys a timeline i contacted him again at the end of 2014 and then me and him have been well we were off and on like ever since then but never really off we were just on and then really on and then on and then really on like always talked since 2014 oh thank god for him like we have put up with so much from each other and i'm gonna say it was because i like i broke his heart when we first broke up in 2013 and then he had a really hard time trusting me so i just endured anything that like he said you know i need to wait i'm not sure blah 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 and i was like you know what whatever i gotta do like nobody has ever loved me like him nobody ever will so then
1: i just hung on
0: and then i'm gonna say 2016 we were together and on 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 and then in 2017 i got my real estate license and then i was still working full-time because he is a tattoo artist he's full-time now he has his own shop and everything but when i you know first was with him um, he wasn't full-time i kind of encouraged him to get the shop i encouraged him to be full-time. I, we kind of worked at it together so that he can do that and be a full-time artist. And now he makes enough that talk about 2020, I finally quit my full-time job. And, um, it's kind of like bittersweet because I finally got to do what I always wanted to do. And my kids are so old, like it sucks that I wasn't able to ever go on a field trip with my son. And all my kids, now they're like in high school and junior high. So it's like, I didn't get to do that, but better late than never, I suppose. Um, so then I finally quit. And now I am a full-time real estate agent. He's a full-time tattoo artist. We totally work for our, ourselves now. And now that's what I'm just trying to show my kids that, and, you know, they've been through it with me. So I think that that's really important that they see that they No, it's not important because it sucks but that's good kind no, it's not good it's somehow it'll be advantageous to them that they did see me in the good and in the bad and then they're going to be able to choose like you know what my mom had it bad because she a b c and d um i'm going to have it good because i'm going to choose this route and then it's kind of like cuz i had him so young i feel like we almost grew up with each other so this um podcast was really personal wasn't it like i really told you guys my story starting as like um, a mom i didn't even tell you guys my childhood yet so that could be another another little personal one um but yeah so now where we're at right now is i am really just like he's got his shop he's good we got him established which i think i'm sorry i'm old fashioned. i think it's important for the man to be established and to be the provider and to be like okay girl i got you like whatever you guys want to do you could do it as long as like, as long as you guys know, I'm, I've got this stuff covered. Love that. So, um, now I'm a real estate agent. I also have, I joined modern success in 2017, no 2018. So that is also what has helped me. Modern success is a coaching program put on by Brian Casella I recommend anybody join it because he is just all about bettering yourself. Just better yourself. Just be better. Like just don't settle for whatever life gives you. Just, you know, we're great people. Like reach for the stars. Who cares where you came from? Who cares where you're going where what you're doing now? It's all about where you're going. And that's super important. So shout out to Modern Set Modern Success. He has actually also the one who encouraged me and put it in my mind to start a podcast so between reading all my books my husband modern success church like just all these different pieces of the recipe like and then me actually putting in the work and utilizing what I know the knowledge that I have I'm excited for my future now and I'm excited for my kids future and I really think that um it's going to be good. I think that, yeah, we had a rough start and it doesn't matter how you started, but it sure as heck matters how you finish. So I'm home now. I've around the block like two times so I could um, finish this podcast because I wanted to make it perfect timing. Um, that was me in a nutshell. Sarah Yanni, horse of a different color. That's why I'm trying to talk about people who are doing things in their own way because not everybody has the same path. Everybody was given challenges. And I think that that is what makes us all the same, yet different. So I'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening slash watching whatever y'all are doing. And um, that's about it. Can't wait to see what I talk about next. Bye.